Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm Patty Holiday, your head fangirl in charge, and this is the Monday Movie Minute for November the 4th. Now, every Monday, we chat about the movies that came out, what we saw last week, what's happening at the box office, what's coming to Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah, yeah, I slipped that one in there because that's actually what we're going to be able to talk about today. I have two shows that I'm going to talk about. I saw Dr. Sleep and a uh, preview at the theater, and then I also saw Lady and the Tramp, which is coming to Disney Plus on November the 12th. I do have a guest today. This is something different. I don't usually have guests on Monday, but hey, Tanya. Hey, how's it going? It's good. It's good. Uh, now, Tanya's with me. She's from lolalambchops.com. She is straight off a, a trip to Pixar. Woo-woo. Yeah, that was kind of cool. She got to see a little bit of what? out. What is it? Outward? No, onward. <laughs> onward. Oh, my gosh. I'm the worst. All right. <laughs> but... Um, Speaking of special press trips, uh, the reason I have her on today is we were under embargo for a whole year. <laughs> oh my gosh, seriously, I was looking at the date. I think it was early November last year. Yeah, it was. It was. It was, a, it was real close to this time last year. Yeah. We went on a set visit to Savannah, Georgia to see the making of Lady and the Tramp. Yay! Yeah. And we can actually talk about it now and tell you a little bit what it's like to be on the set while they're making a movie. And uh, this was, we've, we've been on sets before. Both of us have been on sets before and we've done set visits, but we both agree this one was special. This one was really neat. Yeah, for sure. And it's always weird. Like set, fits, set visits are super cool, but it is kind of weird to not see any part of the movie when you go visit a set and then watch the movie a year later. Um, it, it's, I don't know, it's kind of trippy and we'll get into that more. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, t- we'll, t- we'll talk about that in a little bit here. Uh, so first of all, we were invited by Disney. We went down to Savannah for, <laughs> what was it, like 36 hours. It was a really quick uh, turnaround trip and it was a fantastic visit to the city. I used to live there, so it was kind of like going, like, way back home? Well, it was fun because I had never been to Savannah before and I didn't really know much about it, but it really has that old time feel. And then when you watch the opening scene of Lady and the Tramp, I was like, wow, like it's, I can see how they transform Savannah because it's snowing in the movie when you open it. And, you know, obviously it wasn't snowing when we were there. And so I don't know that it's ever snowed in Savannah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's, or if it did, it was very random, very rare, but it doesn't typically get snow. So that really was an interesting take on things from somebody who used to live there. I was like, oh, looky there. We got snow. (laughs) Yeah. But it wasn't super hot. I don't remember when we Mm -mm. went, wasn't it kind of, it was, it was raining. It was sweat. And it was chilly. It was sweater weather. I wore a coat. Yeah, yeah. I wore a coat. It was sweat. It was sweater weather. Sweater weather. We sweater were- sweater. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No. So Savannah was lovely and very hospitable, and and it was a perfect setting for what they did with this movie. I thought. They couldn't have found yeah. a, a better city for what this movie ended up being. And uh, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about what, what we got to do on set and what we saw on set. So let's see. I'm trying to remember 
my gosh, a year ago. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So we went for the day and there was different sections and and things that we saw throughout the day. And, And one of them obviously was the inside of the house. And so it's not like, you know, when you see the movie, you'll get the outside shot of the house and then, you know, the, the glimpse in, but that's not what it was that we saw. It's a real set. And so it's a house chopped up in pieces, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't get a chance to go into the main, um, like the living room area. Cause that was where they were filming the scenes that we watched that day. So we didn't get to go inside that portion of the house, but we did get to go up to Lulu's nursery. Yeah. And it was, so it was so cute. It was just precious. And, uh, Jim, uh, Jim Deere, uh, yeah, Jim Deere and Darling's bedroom. We got to see that. Yeah. And we also had a, we had some great interviews too. We talked to the set designer, <laughs> which funny enough, he was coming off of doing Mary Poppins and Mary Poppins was about to come out. Mary Poppins returns. Do you remember that? He kept wanting to talk about Mary Poppins. <laughs> Oh yeah, I think it w- was under embargo and stuff too. Yeah. So we're like, uh. okay. <laughs> um, but you know, he was very proud of his work, and it was and it was awesome. So it was kind of cool to hear everything that um, that was kind of going on and how he came up with these things. Now we'll have those interviews on both of our blogs later on this week. So you're going to want to go check those out. If you're into things like set designing, if you want to hear about the dog handler, if you want to talk to the dog catcher. (laughs) Um, And then of course we talked to a couple of the people stars as well. But I think the highlight for us, well, there was, I don't know, there's probably equal two equal highlights for Tanya and I, we were excited and ecstatic when they said we were going to actually meet the dogs. <laughs> yes. So if you're a dog lover, I mean, you'll love this movie. Yes. Because I think, especially lately with all of the remakes of the animated versions of Disney movies, I think, so I'm trying to remember, because it's been like boom, 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 boom lately. And so when we went to this last year, we hadn't seen all of those yet. And so this was still kind of a, not really a novelty idea, but I was like, how are they going to make this movie? Cause it's a bunch of animals. And you always hear that the hardest people to work with are children and animals. So <laughs> I was like, how are they going to do this? And and what they did differently with this one than say uh, Lion King, Lion King was all CGI created animals. Uh, Lady and the Tramp, they used real dogs, <laughs> real animals yeah. in, in the uh, movie. And then of course they CGI'd certain parts and they used some CGI when they had to talk to us because I, I don't. The dog trainer was really amazing, but I'm not sure he could have had them uh, <laughs> talking to us on cue. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it was interesting to see because we we saw part of what they were talking about with the CGI. So there was there was this big blue uh, tarp, uh, for lack of a better word, set up over on one side, and that's where they had the dogs running. That was where they were filming all of the running shots, and they said that they had certain dogs, like they had multiple. They had multiple ladies and they had multiple tramps uh, for doing different things. And so that was where like the running lady and the tramp would come running down this blue tarp and then they would film it. Yeah, it was almost like a ramp. It looked yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. Like a skate ramp. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> crazy. So they would film that and then they would, um, you know, obviously the background magic would get put in uh, to have the the 
the running scene that you know happened behind them. So it was that was that was that was neat. We also saw oh we saw the alleyway. Remember when um, oh, I'm not going to tell you guys the part, but there's a part <laughs> in this movie. I feel it's hard to talk about Lady and Tramp because well that's the real quick review from Lady and the Tramp. It's very true to the original story as far as storyline is concerned, uh, the basic storyline. Don't you, wouldn't you agree that they kind of kept the same story in place? Yeah, I think so for the most part. Okay. Why do you disagree? Cause you sound like you have different thoughts on that. I mean, I just think, no, as far as story is concerned, yes. But, you, but when you watch it, you'll see what the things that they kind of changed, um, you know, and some of them being the more famous things like the, the song from the Siamese mm-hmm. cats. And that was a big change. So, yeah. Yeah. They all, but I don't disagree with that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, they did change that song and that I think will be the biggest um, change that, that people will take away from. They also changed, I don't want to say they modernized it because that's not exactly what it is. It's still set like in 1910, but they definitely, uh, Darling has a different outlook on life. She's acting differently than I feel like Darling acted in the original movie. Yes, for sure. And and I and that's exactly it. Like I don't I wouldn't call it modernized, but it's not it doesn't have a complete 1910 feel to it, especially because um it's an interracial couple yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so you know, part of the the changes that they made, they felt like if they were going to do this again, um, they were just going to make it more diverse and multicultural. And it, the whole everything about this movie seems inclusive and positive from that aspect. And I, I, I liked that version of it. It was kind of like watching, I don't want to say it was watching 19, yeah. 2019 in 19... 19- 10. That's not exactly what I mean, but it was nice to see that they, they made that choice to do that. Uh, and then, um, so we got to meet the dogs and <laughs> lady came in and I just about, I, I think there's a picture of me and I just look so stupid because I'm like, oh, it's lady. <laughs> and um, she was so soft and so sweet and such a she very good sweet. girl, very good girl. And then we met Tramp and he... <laughs> He he was laying on the ground, letting me rub his stomach, and I mean he was he was a good boy too. A uh, lot of fun. Yeah. So the dogs that we took pictures with were Rose and mm-hmm, Monty, mm-hmm. and they are like what would you call them? The face dogs, the the main yeah. dogs that were used in the movie, and uh, and so we got to meet them, and then we we spent a lot of time with the with the trainer, and he explained how they found the dogs, how they were able to train them, and you know, teach them to do the things they wanted. And also that we could not put our name on the waiting list to take a dog home because they were all spoken (laughs) for. Um, All of these dogs were rescue dogs and they went out across the world and, you know, found the dogs with the looks that they wanted. And then they tested them and determined that they could train them. And that's what they used. And I thought that was I think that that might be my favorite part of the whole remake story is that they used these rescue dogs instead of going out and getting, you know, trained professional dog actors. Yeah. So the head animal trainer is Mark Forbes and he was the nicest mm-hmm. guy. Um, and, you know, has done a lot of, done a ton of other work with animals in movies. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I love that they, 
had rescue dogs and didn't event Nicole Brown adopt one of those? Yes, dogs? I think she ended up going home with one of them. I can't remember if it yeah. was a if it was a lady or or who she ended up with, but yes, like, I remember <laughs> seeing that story. Um, let's talk about her. Let's talk about her because this was also one of the I don't know highlights of. And her, the set yeah, visit. the set visit for sure. But I mean, even yeah. all of my entertainment, I mean, she just, she made an impact on me. Yeah. Uh, so we, we got a chance to talk to, uh, to, to both. First of all, we, we got to watch the scene, uh, the, what, the scene that we saw and they, they must have done it 20, 30 times, uh, was the baby shower scene where Aunt Sarah comes in and sits down. Lady, lady jumps up on, uh, Darling's lap and, you know, chaos ensues, right? So we we got to actually interview both of the both of the ladies, uh, both of the stars. I can't call them ladies because that confuses you with the dog. Uh, so we got to <laughs> Kiersey and um, Yvette Nicole Brown, and uh, they both came over and they were both just wonderful to to talk to. And they were kind enough, like they were on their break, and here we are going. Oh, by the way, answer our questions. Um, yeah. But what was it about her that made you cry, Tanya? Because she made you cry. <laughs> I mean, people always make me cry on these visits. They do. <laughs> um, I she was just, you know, she was just talking about all of this positivity and like how she just having this fantastic attitude about being grateful for everything, and um, I, I can't even. She just had this light about her and this mm-hmm. attitude about never being mean or rude to people, you know, even when they are to you and, and not stepping on people in this industry to get ahead. Mm -hmm. Like she would, you know, she would rather not get a role or not be quote unquote, an A-lister if she has to step on somebody to get there. And it was just a refreshing attitude, especially in this industry when it feels like there's so much competition and, and you do have to be that kind of villain to, to get ahead. When she's like, no, whatever, I got better things to do with my time. Yeah, yeah. She she really was um, open and honest, you know, with what she was doing and why she was there. And uh, they were also cracking me up. Somebody asked, you know, what's your method or how do you get into this role? And she said, <laughs> she said something along the lines of, this is my biggest acting job ever because I have to act like I hate this dog and I love this dog. <laughs> yeah. And between scenes, she was, she'd like push lady away and be all mean to her. And then she'd be like, come here, baby. Baby, come here, baby, and she called <laughs> like, this baby. Uh, and then Kiersey uh, was super, super cute. She's she's young. She's like I think they were saying she was twenty four, and uh, apparently she just took to the babies. She was the baby whisperer. So they had triplets on set that they were um, acting with at, in the scenes when Lulu is born, and, and they have her there. And they were like, "Oh gosh, you just put that baby in." Kiersey's arms and she wouldn't put her down. And she was like, I just, I just tried my best. <laughs> but she's like this natural born mother and she could just, you know, hold and rock the baby the whole time. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, we have, we have a lot more to talk about as far as these interviews and you're going to definitely want to come and check out our blogs. Again, that's lolalambchops.com. And I think these posts will, they'll either be at noguiltlife.com or noguiltfangirl.com. I haven't determined yet, which which site they're going to live on, uh, but they're going to be at one of the two. But you can definitely follow on Twitter to find those links when I get them out. They're going to come out, I think, once a day for the 
for the next week, right? Yep, every day. Every day, every day. So there's a lot of Lady and the Tramp coming, and you're going to be able to watch Lady and Tramp, the movie, on your Disney Plus streaming service on November the 12th. And we, you did, you, we, we both sat down and watched this movie, and it was a sweet, lovely rendition of a movie that we all already love. I, and, and I know with like with Lion King, Tani and I both kind of had issues with the CGI-ness and some of the choices they made um, with that movie. I walked away with a positive reaction from Lady and the Tramp. How did you feel with this one? Yeah, I think it was different in the sense that there's real people mm-hmm. in the movie and it's a real place. It's not 100% CGI. And so that's what I, like, I always, it is always still weird for me to see animals mm-hmm. talk. Uh, but I think they did as good of a job as they could um, in making this realistic, so to speak, with the animals and their mouths moving and stuff. So, I mean, it really was, it, it, it's a sweet movie. It, it was, it's a very sweet movie. And, uh, oh, child, uh, parent, parent, parent movie review, Tanya, because that's your thing. Will, will all of your kids see this one? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything that stood out to me. Even, you know, the the big fight scene um doesn't seem super scary. All the dog scenes didn't seem super extreme or sad or anything that I would feel like you need a parental warning on. So I felt like this was, you know, pretty solidly G movie. Yeah, no, I I think it's I mean, for maybe young, younger kids, they may they might get a little bored. It's um, long, yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's what is it a hundred a hundred a little over a hundred minutes, um, but the great thing about Disney Plus is that it's not on a big screen, so things aren't amplified like they are in the theater. If there are you know scenes that are scarier or whatever, and you can easily fast forward, so <laughs> and you can also pause and come back later if yeah. you need to. Which I you know I started writing my review and I thought the same thing. I I was like, well, it's too long for little kids. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is the glory of Disney Plus. Is they yeah. want to stop and take a nap <laughs> or whatever? Um, they can go and do what yeah. they got to do and then come back and watch it. So or go get yeah, snacks. Yeah. And- Come it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Tanya. I am going to tell these people about Dr. Sleep now. And I know that's... <laughs> Which is the complete mm-hmm, opposite. Complete opposite. Complete opposite. And I know that's not your scene. So <laughs> thanks. Thanks for stopping in. And uh, guys, don't forget to come read our posts all this week because we're we, we want to tell you about these interviews. They were a lot of fun. Thanks, Tanya. All right, so Doctor Sleep was the second movie that I saw uh, earlier this week. It comes out uh, on Friday. I think it comes out this Friday. This is rated R, and it is pretty long. This is one of those movies that, I don't know, that, that might actually be part of my criticism here, is it probably went on a little bit longer than it needed to, in my opinion. This is this might have held more attention for me if it was about a two-hour movie, but it was two hours and 33 minutes. Uh, rated R, Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep is the sequel to The Shining, which everybody loves The Shining, right? Except for Stephen King. <laughs> All right, so the story behind this is uh, Dan Torrance. Um, we see him at, We see him immediately after what happened in The Shining, and then we see him years later where he is struggling 
he's an alcoholic. Um, he's still traumatized by the events that happened at the Overlook Hotel when he was a kid. And he he finally, with the help of a, of a friend that he kind of runs into, he finally finds his way back and he seems to be doing better. But that shining, that, that gift that he has, has him connected with Abra. Abra is a teen who shares this extrasensory gift of the shine, and she needs help. She she is kind of navigating her own issues in her own life, and when she connects with Dan, they're they're I think they're states apart, miles apart. I'm I'm actually I don't remember exactly where Abra is, but I know that they're not you know super close. But they have this telekinetic you know uh, connection, so she needs his help. And when that happens, that's when the action and the movie kind of takes off. This this was an enjoyable sequel. I haven't read the book. I don't remember that I've read the book. And it's been a long time since I saw The Shining. But this was a worthwhile, if you are a fan of the King's movies, a fan of the King series, worthwhile going to see, sit down and see this one. Um, the acting is phenomenal. Ewan McGregor is is brilliant. The girl that plays Abra is wonderful. Um, the main the main bad guy <laughs> is absolutely fantastic. In the the bad guys in this in this movie, I. I felt like it, this wasn't this wasn't a horror movie to me. This was more a psychological, suspenseful thriller level of things. Um, so I can't say that I was scared during any of this. I it didn't strike me as that. I thought I might be, and, and I was a little nervous. But when it when it started rolling and when the movie started playing out, there were some uncomfortable moments. There were some horrific moments um, because. The, the bad guys in this movie are basically feeding on and killing children. That part was awful to watch. I, I, I cannot lie. That part I was really uncomfortable and didn't like. Uh, but the, the rest of the movie, I, I never got to where I was scared or I was on the edge of my seat or anything like that. It, it just, it doesn't get to the shining levels uh, where the shining did have that reaction from me. That being said, uh, is this a movie that your teens, tweens, or even younger children should see? I will say I would not have a problem with my older children seeing this in theory. Um, the level of violence and uh, the language that's involved. There's one one nudity scene, but it's it's not it's not really sex. Uh, for for those reasons, I would. On that level, I would be okay with my older teens or tween, uh, tweens seeing this one. Where I would kind of pump the brakes is if you have a sensitive child, is, is is the fact that they are the bad guys are preying on children, and it's graphic and it's it's a very awful. I mean, my husband was sitting next to me and he was like, "Ah, uh, this is horrible. This is horrible." And I just kind of looked at him because he doesn't usually. He likes weird and he likes creepy and he loves things like Stephen King and um, so usually this is not something that he would even flinch at. But he was very uncomfortable with one particular scene. So that being said, if you have sensitive teens, I would say maybe not. Hold off on this. Think about it. Go see it yourself. 
because you definitely want to know before you send them into this movie. It's also kind of slowly paced. I won't say it, it was, I can't say that it was It was an issue with the pacing, like it didn't drag, but it was slow. There were parts where I think we could have moved the, uh, moved the story along without maybe seeing it on screen uh, a little bit better. And uh, that's probably my my biggest uh, issue, I think, with this movie was just kind of it was a little bit slow until about the last 30 minutes or so. And that's, you know, when the big reveal happens and things start picking up and then it rocks and rolls straight on through the end. Overall, I was very satisfied with Dr. Sleep. I think if you like that horror genre or that suspense, you know, kind of thought process, this is a movie that you're going to like. You're going to want to see it. And uh, I mean, it's Ewan McGregor. Can we go wrong with this guy? No, we cannot. (laughs) So that's it. That's what I have for Monday Movie Minute. Two very different movies, two very different uh, feels at the movies this week. And uh, I do hope that you'll be able to come back and check out some of our blog posts with these interviews that we've got coming on. Get your tickets for Dr. Sleep because everyone's going to be talking about this. And if you haven't signed up for Disney+, Plus, oh boy, you guys are going to want to do that. Uh, over on my other podcast, which is now streaming Disney Plus, Andrea and I just dropped some preliminary reviews for a bunch of the Disney Plus shows. Now, then they're they're all non-spoiler, so you don't have to worry about that. We are not spoiling any of these shows for you. But if you had questions or you weren't quite sure what this was about or if it was worth your time, we've got seven shows and movies to talk about over there. So go give it a subscribe. That's now streaming Disney Plus and uh, we'll see you at the movies. All right. Thanks for fangirling with me and we'll be back to fangirl again real soon.